0: and Bet's show on the mayo media network I am Matt Moody joined by DJ Mitchell to cover some action packed uh, Tuesday night in the NHL Uh, DJ how are you doing and uh, how was your Monday night how was your weekend
1: Uh, Well, the weekend could have gone better. Uh, As I mentioned, I am a Cleveland Browns fan. We're not here to talk about football, so I'm not going to get into it. I mean, I definitely am a little bit upset if you'd like to reach out to me and give give your condolences to the 2020, (laughs) 2021 Cleveland Browns. I'm more than willing to take that uh, tough break. Uh, Congratulations to you though, Matt Buffalo bills moving on. I'm definitely joining the mafia for the remainder of the season. So congratulations to that. And then uh, Monday, the Sabres won their first game of the year and, I'm feeling good. So Matt, how about you? How was the weekend?
0: Yeah. The, uh, the first, I mean, it was great. The, the first uh, Bills playoff victories of basically my, my memorable lifetime has been a lot of fun. Um, and then the Sabres winning even more surprising. I think just the Sabres winning a game, it feels like it's been forever since they've done that. So um, okay. it was really, uh, really, uh, I want to say fun day around the NHL because there were games from noon until I mean, it's going to go till one a.m. So it was a fun, you know, Martin Luther King Day. Uh, but the noon game was kind of a snoozer, and oh my god, the five o'clock game was absolutely just awful. <laughs> it was so the bad. Isles and Bruins. I mean, I would pay money to not have to watch those two teams play each other. So um,
1: yeah, you know,
0: I guess we'll put that one away for a, a future date. But man, uh, Monday night it seems like there's a lot of fun games going on. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's definitely. Uh, (laughs) a theme of this Tuesday night of action is that a lot of these games were already played on Sunday or Monday. So we're getting into a lot of back-to-backs here.
1: Yeah, no, I I definitely think it's going to change the way you attack each slate. Um, I'm going to really try not to let a one game sample size ever dictate how I'm going to bet, but definitely going to bring in, you know, the adjustments and changes and see if we can capitalize on them. Um, Not ride a guy that, Was a smash play one night just because he scored a goal? Um, But I do think we get some some interesting you know lines in this game. Uh, Why don't we just want to get right into it with the Devils Rangers, or did we have a winner to announce?
0: Uh, Yes, we did. So uh, you know we've been asking you guys to uh, rate the show, review the show, comment on YouTube, do all these you know do all these great things, and uh, I'm happy to announce that we have our second winner of the $100 Apple review giveaway. And that is at Eagle Kniegel, I'm guessing it's Eagle and then KN Eagle. So Eagle Kniegel, kind of, you know, Evil Knievel. Um So I'm guessing it's that, uh, you know, definitely big congrats to him and big thank you to him and everyone else who's rated the show. Um, so, yeah, there's one more coming at the end of this week. So, you know, make sure you subscribe and rate five stars and review. Um, I believe the first one was announced on the Monday show with Chris and Eric, uh, which, by the way, that's a really fun listen. They talk about some fantasy, uh, fantasy hockey, or seasonal fantasy angles. So, it has a bit more staying power than I think something, you know, more focused on DFS might. Um, So, you know, if you haven't listened to that show, definitely, you know, tune back into the Monday show and uh, give that one a listen. But, yeah, DJ, any, uh, anything else that you wanted to cover before we start going game-by-game here?
1: I think we should just get right into it. We'll start right off with the Devils at the Rangers. First time of the year with this matchup. Obviously, the hughes Kako, and or Lafreniere rivalry that I hope to see a lot of in the future when these two teams get to that point of uh, prowess. And in this matchup, I think we have a lot of interesting stats. Both teams coming into their third game. The most interesting stat, maybe in the NHL, is that the New York New Jersey Devils have not allowed a five-on-five goal against I expect that to probably change in this game or in the near future, but a crazy only two games, obviously, but they lost a game. And in two games, they have not allowed a 5 uh, Was it three? Oh, yeah,
0: it's just two. That's right.
1: Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. it's, it's you know, Mackenzie Blackwood playing unbelievable. Uh, the Rangers, the first game, Shesterkin, a little shaky. Uh, you know, Georgiev comes in. He got a shutout, correct? Um, and he will get the nod <laughs> again against the Devils. So it's going to be a game with a, a six-over-under right now, I think – people might come in on that, on that under. Uh, I still kind of don't think either of these teams have the best defense and I'm okay with taking the over. I think it's going to be a little bit, uh, you know, teams or people are going to kind of take these crazy stats and see, you know, Georgiev coming up a really nice game. And I think people are going to jam that under, but I kind of like the over here, Matt, what what are your initial thoughts on this game?
0: Yeah. I mean um, so early on the devils have done a fairly decent job of sort of deading the pace. Um, So it's not like they're, you know, they're, extremely low goals against as in zero is too unheard of um but i just don't see that lasting for too long yeah. um against a team like the rangers who certainly will you know uh, dial up the tempo if necessary uh, I, I think that you know, i think this is one of the more interesting games to target too um because we're getting the rangers sort of i mean minus 160 on them is I mean, that, that's a legit number, you know, like we've got the Flyers versus Sabres coming up. And, you know, that's obviously we'll talk about that game from Monday night that we already saw. But that's the exact same odds, basically, uh, that the Flyers have. And so, you know, they're sort of giving the Rangers credit as like this, I guess, uh, a tier above the Devils. And while I think that might be true in the long run, I'm not sure it's at that point just yet. Um, so, you know, if the Devils can sort of keep up this strong defensive performance they've been putting out there and the Rangers still have to sort of shake off some early season uh, rust or some kinks or whatever. Uh, now, maybe they did that with their thrashing of the Islanders, but I wonder how much of that was just the sort of shock of seeing their goalie go down in warmups and like all that, um, because, you know, of two of three games, has a shutout. So, like, maybe they just got shell-shocked and that was why the Rangers had such an easy time, but... I don't know, I kind of like the devil side of this. Um, So I don't know, any other thoughts
1: on this game before we move on? Yeah, I mean, just a couple player notes, quick. Uh, first off, PK Subban has seen an unbelievable amount of minutes. So uh, you know, in maybe a league that isn't that deep, if he's still out there, I know some. I saw in some drafts him go undrafted in season long. Um, he's pretty cheap on DraftKings and FanDuel. Uh, Thirty minutes and twenty six minutes back to back here. Uh, the Devils are definitely giving their top guys a ton of run. Uh, Jack Hughes saw twenty three. Palmieri twenty two. Um, on the Rangers side, the one thing I really want to mention is their power play had changed. So going into this game. We should be seeing a first power play unit with Adam Fox on it. Um, that's going to be different. Panarin, Strom, Mika Zibanejad, and Kreider kind of coming in as, as expected, but Fox taking over that first unit that definitely raises his potential. Um, he's a little bit priced up for me to like jam him in at 5,200 on DraftKings. Uh, we'll get to more DFS stuff uh, later on in the show, but I did want to mention those two defensemen as kind of like if you're going to stack, those are clearly the guys to go with. Um, but we'll move on over. I think both of us. Uh, I would say I'm, 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 you know, not incredibly strong leaning on taking a, a strong to take on either side of this game and betting, but I do kind of like what you're saying about the Devils, and I, I kind of like the over, uh, but if you want to move over to the next game, Matt.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, next up, we have the Sabres and Flyers, like I alluded to. We already saw this game play out. Uh, the Sabres, I mean, just killed the flyers six to one. Um, and honestly, I mean, it was five, nothing with two minutes left and, you know, the shutout's gone in the final two minutes, but I mean, this was a complete shutdown of the flyers. Um, So this is a really early season sort of, uh you know, bounce back spot. Um, we saw it happen. Like I just mentioned with the Rangers and the Islanders where, you know, uh, big win one way gets immediately reversed the next night. This sort of seems like that kind of spot to me here too. I mean, the flyers, Uh, they shouldn't be this bad without Sean Couturier. Um, It seems like, you know, Morgan Frost had a tough night in trying to replace uh, Couturier. You know, the minutes weren't quite there for him and all that. Um, But man, like, I don't think the Flyers are a team that really is going to, you know, suffer from just one piece missing. Um, So I think they rebound here and, you know, I like, I sort of think that like, if you, if you want to bet this number, I mean, you just got to really consider like the Flyers and the Rangers should not be the same level of favor against the Sabres and Devils. I mean, honestly, that's just sort of how I see things here. And yeah, you don't bet compar- uh, comparatively speaking, but both of those numbers, I think, can't necessarily be true at the same time. Like <laughs> It just seems really bizarre that they're so identical right now. Um, so I think I sort of prefer the uh devils and then the flyers sort of side of that but and you could make just a, as a good an argument for like the sabers and yeah. rangers but i don't know uh what do you think about monday night's game and like is there a chance for the flyers to bounce back here
1: yeah, I'm hundred percent. Obviously, it, every game's a new game. Uh, as I think we probably have already mentioned, if, if we haven't yet, you know, this isn't your normal back-to-back. When it, you know, a lot of times in the past, it's kind of been like a Sabers at Flyers and Flyers at Sabers. I mean, this is you know a game where it's going to be go to bed, get up, play again. Um, I'm not too focused on that as as too much, but you know, as the season progresses, I think people are going to be jamming in unders a lot more on back-to-backs like this. Um, The one interesting note for the Sabres, uh, Olmark was supposed to start and missed due to purposeful family reasons. We didn't get any information on that, obviously uh, hoping the best for whatever's going on there. So we might get Hutton on a back-to-back, which I definitely think hurts the Sabres. He's a bit older, you know, not a huge fan of that. Or else we're going to get uh, Jonas Johansson, who uh, was not good last year, so <laughs> I definitely think you know right now if you can get in on the flyers at this price, I think it's going to change a lot, especially if we get the news that it's going to be Hutton again. Um, so I like this, you know, if you're waking up in the morning and you see the odds still really not very high favoring a palm flyers team, who you know they pulled Hart. He probably is going to start that means tomorrow. In my opinion, it's like they pulled him to get him in tomorrow. I think that's really why this line is so close is because they think it's going to be Elliot and Hutton instead of it being Hart again. So. I really like it right now. I think it's going to get a lot worse as, as soon as we like, get closer to the game and we get all these news and notes out. Um, other than that, though, you, you know, as far as players go, you know, ch- check what they did yesterday. It's going to be the same for the Sabers. There's no way they change it up. Reinhardt uh, ended up playing. It was a game time decision, and he ended up getting in, scoring two goals. So. Definitely, if, like we mentioned before, get in a Discord chat. Even if it's not with us, just make sure you're getting in on this news because if you would have you know, got that news, got Reinhardt at, you know, way under the field, you're probably feeling real good right now. Um, anything else you want to mention before we move on? I think we're kind of in agreement here, though. Yeah, I mean, Philly will probably put their lines in the blender. So that's yeah, really... Yeah, a... I no idea. That's kind of...
0: Um, it doesn't sound like Shane Goss' despair is an option. Uh, it seems like he's sort of still out on the COVID list or some variant of that but on the off chance that he does get cleared I mean he's the perfect type of player that you could see step into a sizable role in this lineup that you know just wouldn't be thought of but um, you know I think we'll have to save that for a few weeks or maybe at least a week or so um, to get Shane to spare so um, other than Johansson being a legit bargain bin uh, price tag on DraftKings. We, ha- we hardly ever see that 6,500 in net. Um, that's really the only th- other thing I wanted to mention. So we can sure. go over to uh, Chicago and Florida. Now the Blackhawks, you know, they, they got smoked uh, once again by Florida. Um, Florida played their first game of the season on Sunday night. So, you know, we, we can take a few things away from Florida's start, but, um, the first being that Anthony Duclair and Carter Verhage, alongside Barkov, was not a fluke. I mean, those two guys each played 17 minutes. Yeah. Um, so that I thought that was really interesting. Um, Florida is actually not as big a favorite as I would have thought either. Um, you know, the money line is sitting at minus 167, uh, depending on where you're looking, obviously, but. That seems like pretty light odds for a Florida team that showed that they were ready to play on Sunday. Now, I don't know if you think, you know, if you think any different really from me here, but uh, Florida seems like one of the best sides to target on this slate, uh, not just from a betting perspective, but also from a DFS perspective. (laughs)
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, their price tags are unbelievably low. I mean, if you're getting two guys with Barkov tomorrow in for at 2,900 and Duclair at 2,700 against the Blackhawks in a six and a half over under that. I kind of <laughs> like the over on. Um, wow. Uh, I think the, I mean, really though the most interesting note from their first matchup was Florida did not start the what $8 million goaltender They got, or even more than that. I don't even know what he makes, uh, but Borgowski will be a net against the Blackhawks on Tuesday night. So, um, That was kind of mind-blowing to me, though, that uh, they end up going with um, uh, Drager instead. But, yeah, this is an incredibly cheap game uh, for both sides on DraftKings. Um, Six-and-a-half over-under is tough for me to really want to target heavily. I think I like like it. I definitely like the over-under. I think I like the over a bit, but – it's hard for me to really, you know, want to tout that as like a favorite bet of the night or anything. Um, but I definitely am just going to be more focused on the DraftKings perspective on this and maybe a player prop bet instead of trying to go for the over/under. Just say, you know, how, what odds am I going to get on Duclair, uh, bona fide sniper, to get a bowl in this game and just jam that in. You know, I just think it's, you know, it, 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 with DraftKings having him so cheap, it's got to be a pretty good bet. I'm not sure if you, yeah, I mean, don't player props up, but. Don't overlook the narrative of, you know, a
0: uh, guy gets, you know, literal donut on opening night and I'm sure people will stay away for that exact reason. And um, do Claire played 17 minutes. He played power play two time. Like he did everything you would expect from him. He just didn't get on the score sheet. He didn't even get a shot. Um, so yeah. I mean, you asked me about the goal scoring
1: odds. I can just, yeah, I have, I have them up now. Okay. Uh, I mean, for is plus 330 and just for to score. Do score. And Duclair is plus two thirty. Um again, getting seventeen minutes. What what was the I had the power play lines up in last game? Um hold Yeah, on. I mean the, the power play wasn't that interesting. I mean it was just for yeah. Hagee. They're both on the second one.
0: Duclair. Um so I think from a power play perspective, Hornfist is interesting because he is yeah. playing with uh Huberdeau at five on five as well. And then on the Chicago side, it sounds and maybe even looks like. Uh, Bogfist sort of lost his power play job. Uh, He might even be a healthy scratch in this one. So I think Duncan Keith could get, you know, that decent bit of extra value assigned
1: to him if he takes over that first power play unit, so. Also going to be interesting to see what they do at center. Um, they had Pius Suter with uh, Patrick Kane and DeBrinket. I'm not sure if that's going to stay. They, you know, Suter. It looks like that kind of switched off later in the game, anyways. So I don't know if that's going to stay or not. But if it does, I mean, we went over this on the Morning Skate podcast about Pius Suter. I don't know if you want to mention our findings. I mean, it was basically uh, that he dominated the Swiss League last year at like unprecedented levels. And is definitely a high rate shooter from the Swiss league so It's a guy we're definitely tracking. He's not minimum salary. Like he was, he's 3,900. Now, if he's not with Patrick Kane, I can't really see it, but is there anything else you want to mention about him?
0: Uh, Yeah, no, I mean, not really. It, it's, yeah. you know, he's, he's a, he should be a rate shooter. He hasn't quite shown it yet, but if he's centering Patrick Kane, I mean, yeah, that's, you know, that, that's, that's the spot. That's where you want to be. Uh, if yeah. you're playing guys on Chicago. So Um, we can go over to the next game though. We have Washington at Pittsburgh. Uh, this game is also a six and a half over under, and you know, this one, uh, on Sunday was also a pretty fun game. I wouldn't say it was necessarily a barn burner. I don't think there were a ton of shots in the game, but there were a decent number of goals. So, um, you know, obviously any game with Ovechkin sort of starts with him, but yeah. There's more uh, definitely some changes on the Pittsburgh side that could be forthcoming with the uh, sounds like Cusbury Kapanen is, you know, good to go. Um, So see how that shakes up their top six, if it does at all. And this game is essentially a pick 'em. you know, Pittsburgh is a minus 125 favorite at home. So. Uh, These two teams are rated pretty close. Do you have a lean one way or the other, just like, you know, over the long run, which team's going to be better? Um, Have you seen anything that you like out of either of these two
1: sides? I I mean, I like the Capitals. Uh, They've definitely come in and and it looked great. Uh, The Penguins, I don't like defensively very much. I definitely, at this point, am going to be targeting them in DFS a lot. I think they'll be able to keep pace with anyone. And the one thing about both teams is, you kind of know where the play is going to come from. It, it's, you know, they're going to drive it through Malkin and Crosby. And anyone playing with them, uh, you, you know, got Erod at near minimum salary playing with Crosby. You know It worked out great. He ended up getting 19 minutes of run, which was awesome. Um, I Again, in, in daily fantasy circles, this game, all the top guys are priced way up in a six and a half over under. So it might be a situation where if you really, really like Pittsburgh or Washington, you might want to get some of those bargain game in Florida guys to go with it. Uh, I definitely like the over-under, but I'm kind of leaning a little bit towards uh, the Capitals. And I, again, I don't like to bet on six and a half. I just don't like to think seven goals personally. It's it's just something I just sort of like, you know what? I'm just going to stay away from this one and, and look if I feel a little bit better about something else. There's situations where it comes up and Pittsburgh's leaking up defensively where you could definitely see a couple goals from Ovechkin and bl- breaks the game wide open. But I'm probably not going to bet the money line at all as far as uh, over under. Um, that's just kind of, I don't, I don't like taking six and a half.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think for me, uh, the, the most interesting thing is really the the, the chalkiest thing. I mean, o, Ovi is plus 100 to score a goal. Like it's <laughs> a true 50, 50 conundrum, you know, does he score? Does he not score? But what's really interesting they have guys like Jake Gensel at plus 135, you know, Sid's below plus one, he's plus 148 right now. Like, it's not like you're getting that worse of odds to bet on Ovi doing what Ovi does and scoring goals versus the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um so yeah. that one kind of stands out to me just like, you know, maybe you're not, you know, betting the house on it, but if you're making a parlay of like, you know, four or five different bets, I think Ovi scoring in this matchup in this, you know, this projected environment, I think that's one of the, you know, more uh, more fun bets and definitely I think one that uh, you know, should come to fruition here. So I like 50-50 odds on, you know, Ovi scoring a goal. Yeah. Um, definitely. So, that's uh I think that's a good place to leave that game. We can head over to Winnipeg taking on the Senators. Now, this is one of the rare instances this year where we'll get a team on a back-to-back in Winnipeg playing on the road against a different team, you know, like mm. that will rarely happen this year. Um, but typically in the past we see, you know, uh, the the lines sort of get boosted in favor of the rested home team. And I think that is certainly the case here because we are getting the senators uh, basically at a pick And I think that the senators have, you know, they've looked pretty good opening up against Toronto. Uh, they looked really good in that one. So I think that there's enough, um, you know, enough reason to think that Ottawa can get it done here. But uh, how do you feel about Winnipeg? I mean, did did you like what you saw against the the Maple Leafs, despite them losing three to one? Um, yeah, I mean, like guy like Mark Scheifele playing twenty six minutes on Monday yeah, night.
1: Scheifele has been playing a million minutes. That that really is he he's got to be right up there with you know McDavid and and the others as far as playing the most minutes. Um, they gave up about a million shots. They definitely <laughs> got pretty beaten up in that category. Uh, I did have some uh, Hellebuck lineups because I was like, if they get the win, he's going to be awesome, and he still was fine, even though. So yeah, I, I definitely liked the pace of this game a lot, and I was really hoping that this game would not be six and a half because I really like the over. Um, I don't like I said normally. I just I just look elsewhere, but I really like this game being a, a pretty decent pace. The Jets, uh, maybe with or without Line A, we don't know right now. So Ellers go up with Shreveley and Wheeler. They got a ton of minutes, so. I think, again, like this game has a lot of cheap plays in a six and a half. Connor's priced way up. But other than that, you can find a ton of value here. Um, a couple guys to note um, as far as Ottawa, I guess, because I think finding the Winnipeg guys is incredibly easy. I mean, it's Wheeler, it's Ellers, maybe Linea, Connor. You know, it's not going to be too difficult to find the correlations you want there. Uh, Ottawa's... Kind of been a little bit different though. So the top power play last game, which did have a little bit of a variation to it, was Batherson, Shabbat, Dadenov, Norris, and Brady to It kind of looks like Stepan took over for Doris at some points in that game. I'm not sure. I didn't watch the game, so maybe it was just a one off. But uh, Stepan did get one of the first power play looks. I kind of see that taking over, which definitely hurts Norris's upside a, a good bit. He ended up uh, not getting kind of the premium role he got in the first couple games in, in Game Three against Toronto. So. That kind of raises the bar a little bit on a guy like Stefan, especially if we do get word that he's playing with the Brady's to the Um I do like this game a lot, though. As far as a lot of goals, is there anything? I think I talked enough there. Is there anything you wanted to mention, or a, a, maybe a player that you're kind of keying in on? Like yeah, I mean, twenty six hundred. I don't know <laughs> if I, I. can just. I'll pass it to you on that note.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, like I mean, we we saw Dadenoff go off. It's pretty chalky against uh, Toronto at thirty one hundred the other day. For whatever reason, you know, I get he didn't really produce. I mean, you know, three shots on goal over those two games and that's it. It's not great. But when you're on this top power play, you know, I think that's a really, uh, you know, a good bet to make um, in terms of just getting that premium role. I think the guy I like a little better than that, though, is Drake Batherson. I mean, we saw last year he can play. um, And he's only 3,200. You mentioned Josh Norris and Brady Kachuk. It sounds like Batherson is – Solidified as Chuck's uh, you know, winger, and it's just a matter of who's the center. So you get a power play one, line one, Drake Batherson for thirty-two hundred. I think he uh, is among my top values here. Um, as far as the betting odds are concerned, I think I do like the Senators' side here. It, it's tough. It is to sort of, uh, you know, look beyond the fact that they're the Ottawa Senators. Um, <laughs> there's not been too much all that impressive in the canadian division so far this year i mean toronto has looked like toronto in stretches which i think is probably what toronto does best they do it in stretches um but otherwise there hasn't really been a consistent you know world beater so ottawa really could be on this precipice of you know if they can string together points in three to four straight games here i mean they could easily be looking at the playoffs um i I like what i see out of these young guys their defense looks surprisingly decent after a couple of games. Like, you know, they're not a raging tire fire on the ice. So, um, you know, definite, definite steps of progress here in Ottawa. But um, yeah. I think this one is one of the premier games for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah should be a lot of fun and definitely tuning in. Uh, yeah. Games yeah. that I will not be uh, necessarily <laughs> making time in my calendar to watch. Uh, how do you like that for a, for a segue? Columbus Where's at exactly Detroit. Right? Um, you know, we, we saw a little bit of fireworks toward the end. Uh, Berensky and Larkin, uh, famously, you know, University of Michigan buddies, uh, they fought at the end of this game, you know, dropped the gloves, traded punches. Um, you know, little did Larkin know, they had actually scored a goal that put them within one with like a full minute to go in the game. Uh, you know, I guess he just felt like punching, you know, punching his buddy in the face. Um, but that was a fun one. So, you know, this game in terms of the, uh, you know, betting line, doesn't look all that appetizing. Uh, Columbus, very large favorite, minus one seventy-seven here, with the over/under at five and a half. So, uh, DJ, what do you think about this one?
1: Yeah, it's definitely a dud. Um, I think the only good news, or silver lining, is the DraftKings prices are really, really low, and a couple guys that I really like, like Avery Brookstrand. I think he's a premium, you know, cash game option. Um, you know, getting seventeen to nineteen minutes. I think he just kind of was right around the 19-minute mark tonight again. um, So he shoots the puck a ton. He's in a great spot, first power play. Everything you could possibly want in a guy at 4,300 against the Detroit Red Wings, I don't know how I could overlook that price, especially in cash. I think he's going to be decently chalky, especially among the Sharps. Um, Other than that, though, I'm not going to go game stack on this game for sure. I'm not going to go crazy. You could talk me into Seth Jones at 40. 900 i also I, I mean one of our favorite players is philip poronic who is getting the minutes i don't believe I, I did not see the game i uh did he get power play one yet oh he getting, yes he did he did uh, finally because he he was I he stepped so, in the previous game British yeah Carolina, so he, he got
0: the promotion mid-game so you know okay remains okay. to be seen whether that sticks but that's yes. a bet i'm willing to make here yeah. Um, yeah me too a lot of our sort of go-to yeah we can talk about the offense later but a lot of our go-to yeah. guys have already been sort of you know hiked up in terms of just salary um so seeing him at still at that you know price where he started the year combined with his really solid blocks and shots floor um you know i think that he's certainly an option here and the other thing i like about detroit is you always know where the offense is coming from you know yeah. be it larkin and mantha and bertuzzi um those guys aren't you know not very expensive at all, honestly. No, so, no. Um, I think they're sneaky. Uh, I also think that you know, on a back-to-back, this Columbus team, there's still a lot of trade rumors about Pierre-Luc Dubois. I even saw an article today, like you yeah, know, got, in the midst of them winning. Like, <laughs> did you get benched uh, in the third? So he got benched kind of
1: in like the end of the yeah, He, he didn't get the minutes that his linemates got. Um, and then
0: he showed up and yeah. scored a highlight reel goal. So like yeah, you know, so the, yeah. The, the, the pure Dubois experience. But they're still talking about like how he might be a distraction and yada, yada, yada. So, you know, if you're buying that narrative, uh, yeah. Detroit here at home, certainly not a bad place to look from either a betting angle or the DFS perspective, uh, just given some of the really low prices. Um
1: but yeah, I think that's all I have to say on that. So yeah, no, yeah. overall, not a great game, but I think there's a couple spots that I like, um, but yeah, we can get over to the hurricanes at the predators again, a true back-to-back um, I'm again, not high on this game. As far as, you know, you take all the games and look at them. The natural side is incredibly cheap over on DraftKings. Kings. Um, I don't hate the idea of the over at five and a half either. It's a back-to-back, but I'm just not going to let that cloud my judgment too much. I'm not going to let it, Beat me down and and you know I think that's really going to dictate a lot of these over unders because this isn't a situation where either team's traveling and I I'm just not going to get too crazy thinking that a team that is going to go home go to their hotel and get up in the morning and play is a big big issue. It's a back to back. It's early in the year. They haven't played in a long time. I'm not going to let it cloud my judgment. Five and a half. I like that over a lot. as one of my favorite bets of the night. Um and with that you know definitely this Carolina side it, it, the game the prices are cheap on DraftKings again I'm We'll get we'll go a little position by position in a minute, but you can get you know a lot of premium spot players in this game for super cheap, and I think this game could definitely hit that five and a half.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't quite share the same optimism for this one. So you know, to me, this sort of uh, screams stay away just from a lot of different angles. Uh, I think two of Carolina's goals in this one that did manage to hit the over were shorthanded. Um, mm. this one I think was zero zero going late into the second, maybe if I'm not mistaken. So I think the elements are there for sort of like a sleepy sort of game here. Um, I don't necessarily love, you know, either of these teams and I think that they both prefer to play a defensive type game. Um, I think that Nashville might be a smidge overrated in this betting line because, you know, they're basically a pick em, and yeah, they're at home, but Carolina seems like they are, you know, if, like, I, I can't wait to see Carolina take on this version of the Tampa, uh, you know, Tampa a Lightning, because they seem like they are really good. Um, like, yeah, they lost a game to Detroit, but the night before the game before they put up like 45 shots, to like 16, like this team has it when it really wants to just lay it on. And so I think that we could be seeing that, uh, you know, type of game coming from them here. I really like getting the over on Andrei Sveshnikov's uh, shot projection, or sorry, shot line. So on DraftKings in the player props, you can bet the over on Andrei Svechnikov, the best shooter on Carolina, over two and a half shots, and you get plus one hundred five to do that. Like you get better than 50-50 odds that Sveshnikov is going to get three shots on goal. I think that's one of the best lines, um, you know, that I've seen so far this season. Just sort of uh, looking through things, and so that sort of has me thinking that special is where I want to get my exposure in this one. Uh, what do you think about that? I mean, okay. <laughs> two, two and a half shots. So three shots from Svechikov, 50, 50. Do you take that bet
1: all day? I take that bet all day. I mean, he's, you know, only had two games, uh sample size so far. He only did it once, but I think that, you know, as the season progresses, he is going to be their premium shooter on the power play. Um, I'm interested to see you know, what they end up doing with their lines. I wasn't really in love with where they had him slotted in, which was kind of the reason that it was kind of tough to play him over on DraftKings with Martin, Duke, and Fast. But it does look like they may have potentially looked to switch that up. I mean, we're going to have to wait till tomorrow because normally they do run a morning skate, so we can actually see where he's going to be. I'm hoping he ends up finding a spot with Trochuk. Uh, I think Trochuk would be a lot better of a guy to give him the puck. But
0: yeah, and, and uh, part of the reason I say that Svechnikov got a lot of run with Aho tonight too. Um, so yeah. you know that that could even be in play—the first line, first power play, Svechnikov, not just the you know second line, first power play. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of upside here in Svechnikov specifically. Otherwise, though, I think I'm looking to fade, uh, you know, fade that game. Last well, game of the night, we have Colorado uh, heading to LA to take on the, the Kings. Now this one. You know, is Nate McKinnon versus the Kings? That really should be about all we need to know. Uh, last time we saw Colorado, they're out there dropping eight on the, you know, decent uh, projected playoff team in the West, St. Louis Blues. Now we have the LA sort of, uh, you know, everyone just pencils them in for the basement. Uh, do we see a letdown sprout here from Colorado? Or does Nate McKinnon just sort
1: of do Nate McKinnon things and uh,
0: you know, yeah. send them home early?
1: I I definitely like the Colorado side a ton in this matchup obviously the money line is not what you want to see if you want to bet on Colorado it's it's definitely a huge Colorado favorite in this one on the road uh, in LA but I think you know there's so much value especially on DraftKings that McKinnon is going to be a core play for me for sure Um, we'll get to that in a minute and I like the over and I like Colorado I, I take it all I even maybe take a bet of McKinnon scoring a goal in the game. I mean, I think that they're going to smash the Kings. I mean, have the Kings looked okay. Yeah. They, they held their own against the wild for two games and lost both in overtime. Um, I don't think that they're completely helpless out there, but just don't really see much of an angle here on how they could uh, hold their own um, against Colorado, who I think once they really get the ball rolling here is going to be just crushing these teams in the West. Um, yeah, I like no, that, that the Colorado stack is probably my favorite of the night. I don't think that's going to be uh, unpopular. It's going you know you're not going to get that, that incredibly low ownership. It is a bit expensive, but I don't really care. It's the best play of the night, so um, pencil me in for this game uh, being a pretty big Colorado dub.
0: Yeah, so you know it's um, it's pretty easy to say you know play Colorado. I think a, an easy way to sort of just go all in on this like you know the LA Kings are actually bad type narrative, and not like oh the LA Kings stayed in the game with. Minnesota and you know led Minnesota twice and then you know blew those leads of course that's relevant um but I think that the LA is going to have a really rough year I think Colorado's you know they seem to be off and flying after their game one hiccup for St. Louis so I think the puck line here uh you know you get uh plus 125 that Colorado wins by at least two now of course that means you can't go to overtime You, you know even if it's a one goal game you have to get the empty netter um but, you know, there's, you're still getting better than 50-50 proposition to do that. Uh, so I think that's, you know, a place where I'm looking to get a little bit more action than the minus 220 on the money line and just play the puck line. Uh, I, I feel really good about Colorado here, you know, so uh, any other thoughts before we sort of summarize some of our top bets of the night and then get into the DFS talk?
1: uh now let's let's just get right into it I mean I don't really want to it's kind of like am I going to go into detail about LA and and DFS probably <laughs> not I mean it's it's so obvious if you want to play Kopitar I follower Dowdy, they both they all three of them saw an unbelievable amount of minutes but they're just priced up too high for me to consider against Colorado to be honest so yeah let's just go a little bit of DFS thoughts uh starting at center the top echelon it's seemingly pretty obvious that it's beginning hold on um, hold like, on dude
0: hold on dude i was going to tell you uh just to pick your t- top couple bets of the night we'll
1: do that before oh we get we'll into do that now yeah, yeah sure yeah. sure 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 sure. yeah i mean i think my i, I still uh hold on me uh i think as far as the later games because i kind of already have those up i i still like the over in the hurricanes and predators game i know you don't like it as much it's a back-to-back i just think that it's going to be you're getting such good odds here uh, that it goes over. And I think that both these teams have a lot of offensive upside. I mean, the Predators maybe a little bit less, but I know that you're not a fan of it. The pace might not be there for you, but I think it's going to be kind of a sneaky spot. Five and a half in that game. This doesn't seem right. Um, the other one is the Capitals um, to to win. Just the Capitals win straight up. I think that that's not quite enough for them. Um, yeah. Um... Those are probably my top two.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Florida the money line. Like, yeah, you're paying a little bit, but minus one uh, minus one sixty seven. I'm looking at right now that line seems super, uh, you know, super weak. I think that one closes closer to minus one eighty five, minus <laughs> minus one ninety even. So I think there's a lot of value there. Um, you know, Florida's just a class above Chicago. They've already shown it once. Um, I don't really see why there's this big difference in price between you know the colorado money line and the panthers myself especially when the panthers are you know playing at home so that's just my uh i think that's my top bet and then that Svechnikov line if you do like the over in carolina nashville you know Svechnikov over two and a half shots i think that's the best uh, shot prop i've seen and i love to bet those player props on shots especially as you get more information i think those are much more beatable than you know uh like actual game lines in the long run, just because, you know, unless you're out there trying to put thousands on a bet, you're you're not gonna get blocked to, you know, put, you know, whatever, 50 bucks on a shot prop. And I think the books pay much less time, you know, worrying about that. So um that'll definitely be something that we keep an eye on throughout the season here. So and I know Chris says the same thing too over on the Monday show or whenever he's talked about it, he sort of says the shot props too. So uh, yeah, definitely 100%.
1: those those seem real juicy over there I'm just kind of looking through them now as, as I mentioned in New York we don't have it yet for like actual legal uh consumption yep. so I'm a little bit a little bit lower on that end I'm, I'm trying to pick it up more and hope we're gonna have it legal here soon so are you ready for the daily fantasy or did you want to get to our question first
0: uh yeah so we did have a question uh DJ I, DJ, I have DJ. it up yep.
1: yep it was from Tyler I'm definitely gonna get your last name wrong Bor Barasa. um Is it ever a good idea to do a single game stack if you think it'll be high scoring, like four from one team or maybe two and three from another? Um, I guess I'll just get started with that. I'm a little bit more, um, I'll do it for sure. I'll definitely do it, but on a smaller slate, if you really like a game, I'm I'm more maybe into the idea. Uh, I definitely think it could work any night, but if it's a four game slate, I think if I really like one game over the other Uh, three or four on the slate i'm going to probably definitely jam in two and three a big slate 10 games i don't really think it's great in gpp as far as like your odds of getting the perfect lineup that's going to win the slate matt i'll let you touch a little bit more on this though because i'm pretty sure you've won a slate doing this exact narrative so um i definitely want to get your take on it as a you know a person that jammed four oilers in once and off and away you went
0: Um, Yeah, I mean, that was more about the James Neal night than it was anything to do with, uh, you know, the actual game stacking of it. So, um, yeah, I I don't think that's necessarily related. So I've actually put a bit of thought to this. Um, I I had the same question come up recently, just, you know, elsewhere for, you know, because this is all I talk about, really. um, And people know that. So I sort of feel like... um, you know, the way you got to look at it is not necessarily like in football where you have this obvious, if my stack hits, then the wide receiver on the opposing team gets like this automatic boost their game environment. You know, in football, you can sort of extend the game by throwing basically because it's incomplete, the clock stops, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, In hockey, that doesn't really exist in the same way. Um, So I think that it's, while it's, you know, an okay strategy, I think it's more about the game environment itself than it is saying hey i played this stack that makes this same stack or different stack in the same game a better you know a better play um so i would be really careful where you do that um you know for example i would not game stack carolina nashville on this slate just because i don't think there'll be a ton of shots you know anything like that um and i don't think that just goals alone make the other team more likely to score Um, so that's sort of my like cautionary advice there. Now, I do think that when you, you know, get really into the nitty gritty, something like where you're stacking a team that you think is going to blow up another team and you need a value guy. One interesting angle is to sort of take a cheap defenseman from the other team that's going to rack up blocks. You know, if you think that say Vegas is going to hem a team in the zone and you play three Vegas guys and you need a cheap defenseman to cap out your lineup. That's the sort of situation where you think, well, they're gonna take a ton of shots. Why don't I get a guy who could, you know, block three shots, get that seven points immediately, and then still has a little bit of, you know, added value. So that's the one place where I see it as like a little bit of uh you know positive correlation, more so than it is just related to good game environments. And I separate those right. two things in my head. So we can get into the slate specific mm-hmm. talk though.
1: Sure. Yeah. So we'll start at center quickly. We'll just try to do a few guys from each segment as far as, you know, guys over 6k and stuff like that. We're not going to go into great, great detail here because as I mentioned at center, it's kind of, are you playing McKinnon or not? Um, I think I'm going to have him as a core play tomorrow. Uh, I can also see Barkov getting into a lot of lineups because I really like this Florida side, as we mentioned, the rest of these guys, I'm not quite as high on. Um, You could definitely talk me into anyone. They're priced up that this high for a reason, but I haven't really seen it from anyone above six K other than oh, Shifley was the other guy. Um, those are my top three for sure here. Uh, the minutes are there. The shots have been there, everything you really want power play one. I just, the rest of this, this, I just don't really see a, a reason to be jamming in Crosby. Honestly, uh, you could do it if you really like that game a lot, but just too expensive. I think you can find value elsewhere and get a guy like McKinnon instead. Uh, Matt, what do you think here at the top?
0: Uh, yeah for me at the top it's pretty simple it's nate mckinnon you know he's if you can play him great uh, he's the best center play it's not very arguable um and then i think if you can't get the mckinnon but you want to spend up here i think evgeny malkin at 6700 is one of those guys who's sort of at a valley in terms of this price i don't see malkin getting any cheaper than this uh, as far as the rest of this top tier center I, I just think they're all priced up and i don't like playing guys who are priced up i'm very price sensitive Um, so unless it really correlates with some other guys, you know, I know there are some values at the wing position that we like, unless your center sort of correlates with those wing values, I don't necessarily think any of these other, you know, centers are great plays on their own. Uh, so, you know, for me, it's McKinnon, the Malkin, but I think I'm going to live more on the cheaper end of things here. So,
1: um,
0: just looking, go, go ahead.
1: No, I think we're in agreement. I'd rather spend up on McKinnon and go cheaper at center than try to get two guys in the high sixes. And then uh, I, I just think it makes way more sense because there's a lot of value on this slate. So yeah, getting below six K, I'm really not that interested in anyone like four, five to six. Uh, just, I think Jack Hughes has a little bit of intrigue to me as far as he's been playing a huge role. And I think the talent's clearly there, uh, but just not a, sh- a big enough shot producer at this point for me to really want to sink my teeth into it. Um, but so, and this this is kind of a dead range for me. I'm not sure if there's anyone here you wanted to mention above four or five on DraftKings.
0: Um, yeah, I think I think Vinnie is sort of back to his old ways. Um, you know, unfortunately, before he got hurt last year, we sort of got robbed of what I thought he would do really well in Carolina, which would be you know team up with a guy like called and shoot the puck at them. Yeah, um, it seems like he's playing on their top power play, which is great. And then it also seems like, you know, keep an eye on the Svetryakov news, but we could get, you know, that sort of second line action going. Um, yeah. So I think he's, you know, uh, as you know, I think he's about as good a play for price per dollar as any of the upper tier centers. And I think he does have a decent bit of upside too. Um, but I think there's a lot of upside in these, you know, three to four K guys. Like I honestly might just play McKinnon, and, you know, a cheap center. Uh, so just starting with Pierre-Luc Dubois, yeah. I mean, against Detroit we know the drill um his minutes were slightly down you talked about that a little bit but I think he's you know if he's playing he's good to go he's going to be locked and loaded as your line one power play one type guy um and then I think you know there's a lot of pump plays that I'm interested in including Norris and Stepan. if we get any sort of uh certainty on their role if we get Evan Rodriguez back on Cindy Crosby's wing I mean he's 3k at center playing power play two, you know, if Kaepernick doesn't play, I think he's going, almost certainly going to be in my lineup. So, uh, and then we have Morgan Frost, the, you know, the dead cat bounce, so to speak, uh, p- really popular across the industry Monday night, centering their, you know, basically playing Couturier's role uh, in the absence of Couturier. And uh, well, he did not, he saw, you know, very few minutes. I think he topped out at 12 and a half minutes. Uh did play the power play one. They just, didn't get more than one power play. Um, so that could be a really nice spot to go back to, especially if you're buying that Philly rebounds here. So any other thoughts at sure. center, Dij, before you
1: do No, every one of my cheap guys, you said, first, every yep. single one of them. <laughs> so that was perfectly done. Um, again, now this is going to be where I might deviate from some people, but I'm really going to try to get Ovechkin and McKinnon in, in a couple GPP lineups. Um, I'm not sure if it's going to be completely doable. I think it is. Like we already mentioned, a couple of really cheap guys and cheap stacks with Florida and Ottawa that are like cheap stacks that are also highly correlated and have huge upside. So I think it's definitely doable. He's, I think, the far and away clear guy up top. Um You could definitely talk me into ranting him with McKinnon as well. It's going to be tough to get all three of those guys for sure. Um Speshnikov, huge fan of what he does, and I'm, I'm in on it. I think if you do like that Rangers first power play with Fox, you almost have to play Panarin. So, I, you know, a lot of time with the top wing, I definitely want to have it correlated. I'm, unless if it's Ovechkin, then sometimes I'll play him solo. But any of these guys are going to be a kind of a correlation piece other than Alvechkin. And I'm going to try my best to have a little bit of everything. Uh, I know, Matt, you're more of a guy that likes to do one lineup. Um, so is there one guy here that's going to really factor into your core?
0: Um, yeah, I think Brady Kachuk. You know, not because he's necessarily a great value, but because you get correlation to him so cheaply um, mm-hmm. that if he has a good game, it's really easy to see yourself you'll know, put up that slate-winning type score um, mm-hmm. between guys like Batherson, uh, but you know Norris, and then even I think Shabbat's uh, a, a good play at sixty-three hundred. Um, sure. There's there's not sort of um, you know this obvious glut of value like there was last week. I think the you know yeah. the sites are sort of figuring out. How to price these guys appropriately for their roles so i think he's sort of my top guy as far as the, the mid-tier goes um you already touched on it but with oliver bergstrand i think he is far and away the best value on the slate um just because he is a legitimate bona fide number one scorer in this league he's gonna you know he puts up shot numbers equivalent to just about the best players in the league. He's got the best matchup, and he's way too cheap. So, yeah. you know, that's that's for me the obvious play. I don't know if there's anyone else though that you wanted to mention before we just sort of talk about a couple punts and move the D.
1: Oh, I, I, it's going to be obviously news dependent. You know, if we get any news on like Olafson finally got to line one with Eichel or you know something like that, then you might find me you know getting in on someone else. I think. There is some decent value in Winnipeg as well on the other side of, you know, line a's out elders and Wheeler are still way too cheap, I think for a top line role. And they just correlate with Shifley who's getting 25 minutes a night. Uh, it's just, it, it's almost too good to be true. I still am not buying Ottawa being a great defensive team. They've looked good early. I mean, it definitely two game sample size. They've looked well. I'm still in on Winnipeg. I really like that game to be high scoring. So I don't mind again, like I, I'm not sure if I'm going to stack five in this game, but, Getting that top line for Winnipeg, I think it's still a mismatch against Ottawa no matter who they put out against them, and it's just too cheap for me. So I really wanted to mention that stack. Other than that, I feel like there's some decently great punts, but I think we kind of mentioned them already. Whether it be any of those Ottawa guys, um, any of those Florida guys, you could really talk yourself into anyone. Uh, we could get news that Skinner moves up to the first line in Buffalo. I doubt they change anything. Um, yeah, and then Capitan no. at thirty one hundred. I think we already we mentioned he might be back. I can't imagine they pull Erod after he scored, but if they do and he ends up playing with Crosby, you might want to jam him in. Um, Other than that, I think we probably got everyone, and we can talk more in the Discord if you want to get in on that.
0: Um, Yeah, so going to defense, uh, at the top we have Roman Yossi, John Carlson, uh, Yossi's running mate, Ryan Ellis. We have Drew Doughty, hilariously. uh, Dougie Hamilton, Shabat, Letang, Kilmakar. Um I don't know about you, but I can count exactly two people on this list that Cal McCarr should probably be uh less expensive than. Sure. Otherwise yeah. it's kind of egregious that he is, you know, below a guy like Drew Doughty. Um so not to say that, you know, Cal McCarr's a lock, but I think that yeah. if you're playing up at defense and you're not paying for, you know, a Roman Yossi or John Carlson, uh you're kind of misguided if you don't take Makar,
1: honestly yeah. so i think in cash i'm a little bit lower on Makar, but in gpp he has such a massive upside at 6k in this matchup that it's pretty egregious i agree with that i mean i he doesn't really have the same floor as every player because he isn't going to be a huge block guy it could happen but um i'm just yeah i'm not focusing on that with gpp at all so he's him and shabbat i think are the two that are probably the most interesting me here but i like Makar more than shabbat and i can't imagine playing both of them so yeah, it's, it's Bakar, for sure. That, yeah. That's 100% agree.
0: Yeah, and we already talked about Phil Peronik. Um, You know, he's yep. just, he's going to come in. I think he's uh probably one of the best bets at 4K, you know, around that range to uh, play, you know, 26 minutes, uh, first power play time. So I really like him. I, I think that he will end up making my, you know, game day roster, so to speak. Um, sure. So, you know, any... Any interest in punting the, the D position um, with so much value at center and wing? To me, yeah. it seems kind
1: of thin, but, uh, you know, anyone that you like? No one that is, I'm, I want to, you know, tout and sink my teeth in on. Uh, I think that this 4K range is pretty solid overall, and you could talk yourself into a few. I mean, I already mentioned Fox. I definitely like him a lot as a player in general. I'm not, I haven't – don't think – Correct me if I'm wrong. I haven't seen a massive floor on this guy. He does block the puck a decent bit. You know, you you could get a shots and a blocks bonus out of him. You you definitely could reach that value, but it's gonna be tough to pay 5,200 if you're not stacking with him. So as far as you know, building a a cash lineup or a lineup that's kind of spread out between teams, he's not gonna probably make your final cut. haronic I think it's the guy here for sure. The rest of it, you know, you probably get him on a stack if you play. Pierre-Luc Dubois, Seth Jones might make it in. I mean, he just came off of a six-shot on cold game, 27 minutes. So I think if you like that game to be close, he could be, you know, the guy that gets a million minutes and uh, 4,900, I don't ever hate that idea. Um, he's definitely a guy that I I think is going to be too cheap for a lot of this year. Um, so, yeah, that's probably it, uh, defense, unless there's anything else you want to mention.
0: Yeah, I mean, Seth Jones had one of the worst penalty uh, shot attempts. Uh, first one of the year, actually, <laughs> and it was just awful. So, uh, great you know, he, uh, we'll he still managed six shots, but how the much game, is a shootout goal? The uh, I mean, it was a much. penalty shot. No, I
1: know. I, I'm just uh, saying, just I think it's like one,
0: 1. 1.2 maybe. Um, okay. yeah, I mean, goalies, I, I don't know what to say about goalies. Um, you know, we've already talked about the betting lines. I think that you should correlate a lot of your goalie selections based on those betting lines, yeah, and the, right. you know, the correlations in your lineup. Um, so with that in mind, I think that it's, uh, you know, I think that whoever starts for Ottawa, almost certainly Matt Murray, I think that they're a really good bet to see mm-hmm. uh, the shots bonus or the saves bonus, I guess. Um, and they are a middling, sap, you know, a middling type salary, which is in line with their pick of odds. So if I'm correlating Ottawa around it, I think that Matt Murray and that's my favorite guy here.
1: Yeah, I I could definitely see that. I mean, I, like I said, I kind of like the Winnipeg side a bit. Um, I don't hate the idea, but not my, not where I'm probably going to end up. Uh, I, I don't know. I could, I mean, I could talk myself into Blackwood. If he starts, he's awesome. Um, I do like the Rangers. Okay. But I think they'll put a lot of shots on him. So, I mean, the way I look at goalie is which goalie is going to see enough shots and do I like them to win? That's kind of where I'm, you know, my normally just go with it. I think if we get a minimum salary, Jonas Johansson, I might consider a couple flyers on him. Being so incredibly cheap, it's going to open you up to a lot of different uh, lineup options. Other than that, no one I'm really, really high on here uh, that I want to tout. I like Samsonov if he starts against Pittsburgh because I think they get the win. As I mentioned, it's one of my favorite bets. So seventy four hundred. I guess I'll I'll put myself at my my name on him. Put the DJ. All right, into cool. Um, you
0: know, opening up a ton of money with uh, Johansson. Or, yeah, Johansson and Nett. Uh, what's your favorite stack of the night? We'll do a, a our top stack, and then we'll uh, get on out of here.
1: Okay. I, I feel like saying Colorado is cheap, so I'm, I'm not going to do it. Uh, I'm actually going to go with Winnipeg. I think I talked myself into it. They were not a complete dud on Monday night, but did not get – Definitely didn't get you there if you stacked them up against Toronto. I think that you know people might have some recency bias in a back-to-back. Right. I still love it. They're going to see a ton of run against Ottawa. I mean, why are you going to look away from that? So, Shively, Ellers, Wheeler. If Linea steps back in, then we'll replace him with Ellers, and you're good to go. Yeah, um,
0: I think I will go with the uh, the Columbus stack of Pierre Luc Dubois. Olivier Bjorkstrand and Seth Jones, you mentioned already, DJ. I mean, those guys, they should all correlate on the power play. Um, We, I think we'll also see Mikhail Gregorenko as their even strength line mate and their power play running mate, but uh, definitely check in with warm-ups because the lines did get a bit jumbly during the Monday game. So uh, just, you know, double check that if you're stacking Columbus, but there's no excuse for them being this cheap. Uh, So I think they let you fit in a lot of good players around them. And obviously they have a ton of merit on their own as well. So uh, anything else you want to say before we uh, get on out of here and get ready to watch these eight games
1: on Tuesday? No, I just hope everyone's having a good season. I, I do want to just, I guess, mention that we have had some pretty big winners as far as listeners to this show and the Morning Skate podcast. Uh, So Jimmy shout out to him. Uh, I know there's others. I'm not sure if you have anyone else in mind, but you know, definitely love seeing those screen grabs. So definitely send them to us, send them on. If you don't want it to be public, you don't have to obviously do it, but you can DM us separately or put them on Twitter and we'll retweet them all. So congratulations to anyone that's hit it big. I know I'm kind of waiting it out right now to get my big hit. I have had a couple of close closest calls. Um, So please continue to win money. Use us and any avenue we're always reachable on twitter at dj underscore mitchell 94 at fake moods the discord has grown a lot we've got a lot of good conversation going in there if you are like me and you don't like to miss any of the news before lock get in there we're talking we're going over everything we have a you know a 100 eyes on the on the feeds. so anything else you want to mention before we get out of here uh
0: no i mean just uh if you've don't remember because you have a goldfish brain like me uh pat mayo is giving away a 100 bucks for the listeners uh you know so if you want to be entered for that just be sure to rate review and uh, comment on youtube and uh, hopefully you can be uh, the last lucky winner to be pulled later this week so uh, with all that said thank you for listening and uh, we'll talk soon